Hey, what's going on, guys? DK, back at you over here to break down the two-game NBA slate on Thursday. Oh, only two games. We got a lot of games on Friday, though, uh, so that should be a fun slate. And then we got the Christmas Day slate, which obviously is the best NBA slate of the year, so can't wait for that one. But um, if you guys are new, again, my name is DK. I do cover content for DraftKings and for Price Picks. Price Picks, they're the sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. If you're not familiar, it's a player prop site. They offer a lot of different sports. You can mix and match sports, build two, three, four, five, up to six player props. So it's a lot of fun. Again, if you are a first-time user, take advantage of that because that's a free $100 if you do deposit using my code. And uh, premium content, that is linked down below. Uh, DFS as well as Prize Picks package. Prize Picks plays went four for five today. Uh, nice little bounce back. Frustrating last couple days for myself, but nice little bounce back here on Prize Picks. Um, last two or three YouTube videos I've made have, have all hit, so that's that's really nice. The two free plays I gave were SGA less than six assists, Bull Bull less than 18.5 PRA. And then uh, with the other plays went, um, again, four for five overall, hit Van Fleet, uh, hit Jeremy Grant. Unfortunately, Giannis just decides to take over in the worst possible matchup, so uh, that was the only miss of the day, but still 300 profit overall uh, will not complain. And then recapping my DraftKings lineup. So really weird slate, a lot of blowouts. Just it was a weird one. Um, so what I was what I was talking about a lot in the Patreon stream was the key to the slate was getting the Golden State Brooklyn game right. And I was like, you either play for a competitive game. If you play for a competitive game, you're probably looking to pool because if pool has a good game or if the Golden State keeps it competitive, it's probably because of Jordan Pool. And then Brooklyn side, once Kyrie got rolled out, I really liked Ben Simmons and KD. Um, but I was like, there's also a lot of blow risk. I was like, if you think the game blows out, play James Wiseman because he's going to play in the blowout and he'll probably smash. And Wiseman went for like 40 fantasy points. Uh, but just very frustrating. Like Moses Moody got in massive foul trouble. He lost minutes. Ben Simmons gets in foul trouble. It's like the, the Nets put up 90 points in the first half. We can talk about that too. They put up over 90 points. It is unheard of. But so Ben Simmons, the Nets are up like 40. He picks up a couple quick fouls in the second or third quarter, early in the third quarter. I'm like, there's no reason to take him out. This game is way out of hand. There's just no reason. Sure enough, right to the bench for Ben Simmons. Plays like one minute in the second half to bail out the faders. That really uh, was tilting. Emmanuel quickly had such a great first shift. If you guys saw that, he was on fire. Uh, Markel Fultz had a very nice game against Houston. Um, Great matchup, phenomenal game for him. But yeah, I had the late night hammer here with a lot of guys. Sabonis Schroeder, how about three quick ones on him? But there's everyone in my in my lineup: Ben Simmons, Moody, uh, Dennis Schroeder. Everyone, that's a foul trouble. But uh, yeah, I went to Sabonis a low ownership because I knew had he if he got ruled in, he'd be low owned. I had a, I had a hunch that he was going to play since he went through shoot around. He did nine percent Sabonis, solid first half, and then yeah. LeBron, Thomas Bryant to round it out. We'll see a lot of bust on the slate, so I might be able to sneak in the cash in tournaments. Just, yeah, a lot of bust, so a lot of landmines overall. The one I hit was Fultz, but just a lot, a lot of chalk bust. Um, so that's the recap there. We'll see if I cash. And yeah, let's talk about this two-game slate. So really quick, I just want to mention this. Like, if you just look at the slate, there's like not many spend-ups on the slate, right? There really isn't. Like, if Porzingis is in play, the highest price guy is Kyle Kuzma. Like, that's pretty wild. And then, but like, you have three guys. If Porzingis doesn't play, because Keldon Johnson's doubtful, you have three guys over 8K. But I could see leaving a little bit of salary on the table on a slate like this for tournaments. Small slate. Everyone's just going to use all their salary. We'll talk about it, because there's, there's a lot of solid value plays in the slate. So let's get into San Antonio and the 
Apollo Kings is the first game. On the Spurs side, no Keldon Johnson. Jakob Pertl is expected to play. Now, with Pertl, the first game back, they said he was on the limit. Second game back, he got in massive foul trouble. So I'm curious, like, does he play like 30 minutes of the if the game stays competitive? If you think the answer is yes, then I really like Jakob Pertl here. If you think he's going to just continue to play like low 20s minutes, then you can look to Zach Collins, who has played very well as the backup. Um, we know Collins is a good point per minute guy as long as he stays out of foul trouble. This guy's also always in foul trouble. Um, so the two Spurs centers, I think, are both solid plays. Depends on what you think is going to happen. Maybe we'll get some clarity. We probably won't since it's pop. But if we do and we get clarity, Pirtle's no longer a limit, then I definitely prefer him. If we don't get any news, then it's like, ugh, I got a guess on it, right? Um, now with the other Spurs, with Keldon Johnson out, Vassell and Trey Jones to lead, lead the offense. Vassell, in a competitive game, I expect low 30s minutes. Like, the Spurs right now are not playing anyone huge minutes, but Vassell should be their go-to guy. So I think at, at this price point is a decent play. And then Trey Jones also should play like low 30s minutes. Both are decent options in the mid-range. I wouldn't call either priorities, but if the Spurs keep the game competitive, it's probably because of those two having solid games or Jakob Pertl having a good game. Now the value, my issue with these value plays is they all look pretty similar to me. So this group of like McDermott, Josh Richardson, Bates Diop, Jeremy Sohan, they're all kind of just there. Like I expect probably low to mid 20s minutes for McDermott. I expect Josh Richardson to probably play like mid 20s minutes. I think Kata Bates Diop probably plays 25 to 30 minutes. I think Jeremy Sohan probably sees somewhere in the neighborhood of like low to mid 20s minutes. So like they all look like solid values. They all should get decent run. The issue I'm having here is like, all right, who's going to have the big game? Right. That is what I'm kind of struggling with. And then I don't know if I go to anyone below that. You probably do see some rotation mitts for Langford, some rotation mitts for Malachi Branham, but don't know if it's enough for me to get to them on this slate. So let's move on to the Pelicans. Pelicans again, no Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Larry Nance questionable. So I was talking about JV for, for a while, and I was like, all right, this guy's going to break out soon, right? And sure enough, the day I took his over on fantasy score of 25 and a half on prize bets, he went for 73. An absolute insane game. You remember that game last year, JV? He was just nailing threes. I think he went for like 70 plus fancy points too. So you get like the one massive game from JV a year. But yeah, he does He does have that type, type of upset. Like he can take over a game. And with Zion and Brandon Ingram both out, I mean, I'm totally fine playing JV. It'll be really interesting to see what the ownership is, right? Because had JV gone for another subpar game of like 25 fancy points, he probably wouldn't be that popular in his two games late. Since he went for 73 last game, I would assume he's going to be very, very popular. But it's hard not to like him. Now, if Larry Nance is back, then it makes it a little bit interesting. Because we know the Pelicans have closed with Larry Nance a lot over JV. So, if Nance is back, then I think you can make the argument to fade JV. If Nance is out, JV is a pretty tough fade on this slate. And then CJ McCollum, I mean, he's been up and down this year. But he's going to be the go-to guy now. So... I think he's one of the best bent-ups in the slate. I really, really like CJ McCollum. And I really like the value. So starting lineup, we're going to see CJ. We're going to see JV. We're going to see Trey Murphy. We're going to see Herb Jones. And then maybe like Dyson Daniels moving into the starting lineup. They could go Alvarado. They could go Najee Marshall. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably Daniels because uh, he started games previously. But um, we'll see. I mean, they, they have started Alvarado a couple times. Najee Marshall started a few games. So I think it's one of those three guys will pick up the start. But I really like Trey Murphy here. He's been quiet. Um, minutes haven't been great, but he should get a pretty big usage bump without Zion. 
and I expect him to be a lot more aggressive offensively. So been a little bit quiet, but um, I really like Trey Murphy here. I think Herbert Jones at 4-2 is a totally fine play. The issue is like, usually whoever you take off the court doesn't affect Herb Jones too much. It's not like he's going to be like the, the guy on offense because he's a good defender, but I'm totally fine if you want to go there. I like the ceiling a bit more of Trey Murphy. And then value, like I have Anderson Marshall and Alvarado and Dyson Daniels. I think whoever starts would probably be my preferred option of these guys, but I expect all three to get a minutes bump here. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that starting lineup. But yeah, Najee, Alvarado, Daniels, all in play for value. And then if Larry Nance plays, I think he's a solid GBP play because again, we see him close games at times over JV. You know, saw a couple 40 bombs from Nance here. If Larry Nance is out, you should see Hernan Gomez play the backup five. Hernan Gomez, um, you know, decent point per minute guy, but um, don't know if we'll need to go there on the slate, but he would uh, most likely see the rotation minutes if uh, Nance is out. And then Washington, Utah. So the big news we're waiting for here is Porzingis. Now, if I had to guess, I would say he plays because he missed the game two days ago due to a non-COVID illness. So it's been like two, three days. They have Melissa's questionable with that same illness. I would think he he's plays. And I like the matchup a lot for Porzingis if he does. So if Porzingis plays, I really, really like him. And then Kuzma and Beal will be solid options as well. Right now, Washington, they're play, running a pretty tight rotation. They're playing their main guys like Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, 35 to 40 minutes a game. So I would like all three a good amount. If Porzingis is out, you know, Kuzma and Beal look even better. And then we'd probably have to take a look at some of these secondary plays. Like Daniel Gafford, assuming he starts, I would like him a good amount. Play 29 minutes last game. Denny Advia had a solid game last game uh, without Porzingis. However, we do have Rui Hashimura back for the first time in like over a month. I don't think Rui's going to play a ton, but I think he will take away minutes from Denny Advia. Um, and then like Morris, Goodwin, they're going to split the point guard duties, but Morris will play a lot more. So I think Morris is like kind of just a neutral play for me in the mid range. Will Barton, 4 3, probably sees, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes off the bench probably going to be better value. Kisper will see rotation minutes too, but like I think there's there's value that has a much higher ceiling. So really for me, it's mainly the top guys for Washington that I've interested in. Porzingis, Kuzma, Beal. Um, again, if Porzingis plays, I would say he's probably my favorite. So again, mainly the top end guys. And the Porzingis is out. Again, Taj Gibson will play the backup five. I don't think it's necessary to get to him, but I did want to mention that he played 19 minutes last game. All right. Finally, the Jazz. So Kelly Linux still out. Colin Sexton questionable. If Sexton's back, I think what it does is hurts Malik Beasley probably the most. Um, maybe Clarkson or Conley lose a couple minutes, but I think Beasley probably would be the most affected. Um, but yeah, Lauren Markin, Jordan Clarkson, these are the two guys going to lead the offense. I expect mid-30s minutes for both. I think both are pretty good spend-ups in the slate. Um, yeah, so like them both at the top. Vanderbilt, we know what he did last game. Massive game. Also played a lot more. Played 32 minutes over 48 fans points. I mean, you get that pop-off game from Vanderbilt every once in a while, right? You just do. So this one will kind of come down to ownership for me on Vanderbilt. If he's going to be very popular, I'm probably going to fade. If he's going to be low on, then I'm, then I'm fine going there. But just look at the last five games. 49, 19, 15, 13, 48. So like if everyone chases him because of the last game, I'm going to fade on a small slate. If everyone fades because they're worried about you know, again, it's, it, it comes down to ownership for me and what I'm going to do here at Jared Vanderbilt in tournaments. And then Sexton, I don't think I could play him if he plays. He's been out for a while, so I think he'd be somewhat limited. Kind of just indifferent on Mike Conley. I expect 25 to 30 minutes. The ceiling's kind of been capped on him. Blake Beasley, if Sexton's back, I think he takes a big hit minutes-wise. So 
he'd be out of play for me if Sexton plays. I don't think I'm going to mess with the Jazz value. There's other value that I prefer. Pelicans value probably my favorite, but I like some of the Spurs value. So mainly looking to the value plays, honestly, in first game. So, oh, and then I forgot to mention Walker Kessler. I do kind of like Walker Kessler in the mid-range without Kellenic, 25-27 minutes. I'm expecting somewhere in that mid to high 20s minute range for Kessler, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. He has dealt with a bit of foul trouble recently, but he is definitely in play for me. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up. I know it's a smaller video, a smaller, uh, yeah, video because it's only two games, but hey, it is what it is. We have a lot of games tomorrow, or Friday, I should say. And then we got the Christmas Day slate on Sunday. So if you have been enjoying the uh, NBA DFS content, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I really do appreciate all the support, guys. We've been getting a lot of support on the DFS as well as the prize picks video. So keep them coming for you guys. And uh, yeah, good luck on the slate. Hopefully you guys avoid injuries or foul trouble, all the uh, bad variants. And I'll see you guys back here in the next one.